When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to an Irreverent Media Podcast. Go to irreverent.fm for more content from our friends. Hello, I'm Sarah. Hi, I'm Kevin. And, and we're, we're your favorite, favorite aunts. aunts. We finally nailed it. We did it. Okay, we're two best friends who have a lot in common and a lot on our mind. And each week we're going to tell you what is on said minds, pop culture, Christian subculture, everything in between. And also we ask, uh, we answer some questions from listeners, people like you. And like your favorite aunts, we've got lots of opinions and a few drinks in us. Because it's um, it's more fun that way, right? So let's get into it. This is a new episode of Your Favorite Aunts. Welcome to a, an ooky, spooky edition of your favorite aunts. Uh, yeah. I am the Bride of Frankenstein. And I am, what would I be? I would be like um, Elvira. <gasps> Queer icon. Queer icon. Yeah, look at this. Look at this like one strip of blonde. I feel like I'm Elvira without even trying. Listen, Elvira, especially, she's a queer icon now. And so I stand. I know. Listen, if you went out there like with just like your titties hanging out and just being like a vampy bride <laughs> for Halloween, I'm like, come on, come on, tiny Elvira. Tiny Elvira. Oh, guys, it is so fun for us to be together. I'm Sarah Heath, and this is uh, Kevin Garcia. And no, you're your favorite aunt. You name. may not know. My name is Brian Frankenstein. Sorry, Bride of Frankenstein. That reminds me of like when my nephew would be like, you have to call me whatever. And then um, call me he would be like, by my name. I'd have to call him like garbage truck or whatever he decided his name when was. When I was for the younger, day. real talk, apparently like, all right, Tip, you got to go. Go lay down. Go. There you go. Um, apparently like one time I went up to my mother and I said, uh, hey, uh, from now on, you're gonna be, you're gonna be Johnson, and I'm gonna be Davis, and that's Johnson <laughs> Davis. And my mom was like, "Kevin, what are you talking about?" And I was just like, "Nope, it's it's Johnson Davis," <laughs> and that is um, how. Uh, so that's how we always sign our birthday cards to each other: is to Johnson Love Davis and to Davis Love Johnson. I actually know that. I remember asking you about that because I was like, what? <laughs> I know. It's so stupid, but I absolutely love it. But anyways, yes, hello. Welcome back you. to Your Favorite Ants. We are so pleased to be with you this afternoon. Absolutely are. Um, yeah. And as per usual, I want to say to you, Sarah, how the hell are you? What are you doing this afternoon? Are you sipping on anything? How, like what's what's the four one one? And we also want to ask everyone who's here uh, to yes. join us in the chat and tell us how the hell you are, how are you doing, yes, how are you please. feeling, etc. 
Uh, so I am doing really well today. You might hear some background noise because, um, I have been living in an area called Sun River, Oregon. And the reason I've been living here is I've been living in my friend's house because they're doing renovations and they wanted to some, someone to sort of oversee it. And so those renovations began today. Uh, I didn't know they were going to begin, but items came in and so they had to start. Uh, so that was a little overwhelming. I f feel like I was running around trying to figure out where to record. And so we're, we're going to record here. And if you guys hear sledgehammers or whatever, that's fine. It's absolutely mm -hmm. fine. Everything's fine. Um, well, I'm also in a really good mood because, as you know, uh, Kevin and anyone who's been following my life at all, I have been restoring a 1974 Airstream. But until this week, I was just demoing it. I have... I didn't have a chance to add, just taking things apart. But this was the first week that that flipped. And I got to add, like I got to put um, trim back on. I got to put in new plumbing. Thank you to my dear friend, Eric, who helped me out, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. And I am currently drinking a local hard seltzer called Seven Peaks. And I think it's local. We're going to Siete It is. Montañas. It is from Bend, Oregon. It's How so the good. hell are you? I would say I'm doing pretty well. I am trying really hard to get this book proposal finished and back to my agent, um, which is also really fucking cool to say that I have an agent. An agent? Like we I haven't signed the that. contract or anything, but we are working on the proposal together. And so we'll sign all that stuff before I send it off. But I'm pretty thrilled um, because he's really excited about the book. I'm like, this is this is just a total 180 from my first experience with trying to get into public like publishing industry stuff. So that's been kind of on my focus radar. I was like, all right, trying to get this book read or written, mostly just like getting the ideas out on paper. Um, as per usual, like I feel like this is one of those weeks where uh, it was just pretty even keel. Like nothing really exciting happened. It's Halloween weekend and Halloween's falling on a Sunday this year. So, you know, the girls are going out. They are being ho-ish to the extreme. And um, have I been practicing my makeup for oh the gosh. various costumes and outfits? And did I go to the GD thrift shop today and actually find something else? I'm like, like, let me just, can I, can we? Wait, we're doing more than one option? I thought I loved the other option. Oh, okay. we're going to the, the green slutty Power Rangers definitely happening, but like also tonight we might go as like slutty cardinal. Like Catholic okay. cardinal, not the bird. <gasps> Ooh, slutty cardinal? Wait, you have that um dress that's so cute that is almost cardinalish. Yes, and look at the accessories we found. Mm. Oh my gosh! I actually, I actually think this is like actual legitimate leather or some sort of pleather, but it actually might be a legitimate. It's also leather. really cute. So there's that. Um, I'm excited for people who are listening to this later and aren't getting the visual. Um, oh yeah, if you're if you're really listening to this later, you need to go over to the YouTube. We're at um, time marker. I don't know. We've been at six minutes twenty three seconds. Um, yeah, you're gonna get to see yeah. all the goods. But like, look at this fucking dress I found in my <gasps> size. Oh, like with with fucking shoulder pads, so you know it's real. But like, it's long enough. It's it's stretchy enough. Like we might be. It doesn't. It looks like it has a slit because you have great legs. Um, it do, but it's kind of like more like floor length situation. So okay. I think a slit is actually up the. It's on the back side, so it's like. Uh, 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 no, 
This is not a fucking toy dog. Get the fuck out of here. Listen. Um, listen, I am going to the thrift store right after you and I are done recording um, because your girl needs ooh a jacket like that because guess what I'm being? I'm being Rebecca from Ted Lasso. Rebecca St. James? Yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. That's cute. Um, and this is going to go over it, you know? So we're like having like a very gay moment. And then um, I also found like this literally is just like a jumpsuit that has a rainbow stripe up the side. How do you find these things? The glory of God, the favor. Mm. The favor of the Lord is upon you. Yes. He- I want to know what people are being for Halloween if they're dressing up for Halloween. Yeah. I want to know. Tell us. Tell in us your in the comments, comments what are you being for Halloween? Um, this is probably my favorite. And let's do a little ASMR for people. Ooh, a little necklace moment. But it's got like what do we got? Fucking uh <gasps> they're knives. But crosses. Yeah. They kind so it's like kind of cardinally, but just like you look up close and it's like, oh, actually, danger. They're knives. Uh, you must have the best thrift stores in Atlanta. I mean, the thrift store quality comes from the uh, from the people, you know. Uh, 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 no, mm-hmm. go. If you're wondering who Kevin's yelling at, it's not me. I'm so sorry, Kevin's everyone. dog. My dog. It's raining out. Normally, I would have her outside, but it is raining cats and dogs outside, and she does not like to be wet. Same. Well, mm, I don't oh. know. Mm, maybe. <laughs> Stop it. What? Mm. Okay. Also, Charlotte says that they haven't done a Halloween costume in years. And I I hadn't in years either, but my friends are being the entire cast of Ted Lasso. So that makes it easier for me. Also, can I just um, say, I am not saying that this is such a straight person thing to do, but like, there's so many straight people who are being Ted Lasso people for Halloween. It's amazing. Which also shows like like, what a wonderful impact it's had on society. Yeah. And I just love that. Like my friend is being Danny Rojas. uh, Cause he's got like a pony. Like everybody is dressing as like what they would like normally dress as. But here's my problem. Here's the thing. Why I have to go to a thrift store. You know me, you know, my wardrobe. I have an entire, I could wear her workwear. I have her workwear, but I'm living up here in Bend working on my trailer. I don't have, I literally wear like Carhartts every day. And so now I have to dress like old Sarah from a couple months ago. No, it's and not like you're just like old Sarah. I don't have. It's just like you are currently in a season where you're not dressing up. And now you're no. in a moment where you need to, you need to find a Buffalo exchange. Like a Buffalo they exchange. I'm in Bend, Oregon. They don't have that. What, what, why, like, like, because the thing is, like, I mean, are you going to find what you need at a Goodwill? I think so. I just, or the other thing I'm thinking about doing is I might have called my friends who are all like businessy people and been like, hey, can I borrow? Just like, I just need, I need a very nice jacket because the truth is, Rebecca's jackets are what makes her. Mm. That's like your jacket you're wearing right now. Totally her. Do you want to borrow it? I mean, I do, but you know, distance. I'll be, I'm on my way. Okay. So no one is dressing up. Literally yeah. we're the only ones. Yeah. Apparently we're the only ones because we're the only ones who believe Scotty, in CJ, Tino, in the, no in one. The, in the spirit of the great pumpkin. Like that's what, that's what I'm really wake, wake, um, welcoming in. Um, the spirit of the great pumpkin. 
Yeah. So uh, that is, that's that. I am. That's our section of how the hell are you? Yeah. I I love that we have like a good check-in. I um, I watched a new episode. My currently current TV obsession is anything super sci-fi. I just watched Dune, mm. which I want to like as we're getting into like our oh, I know. conversation I've got, around Dune current, is on our list. Well, then let's just go ahead and jump into it. Like this is a conversation, the time of the okay. show where we talk about uh, our. Did you uh, hear? Yeah, I'm not gonna play the creepy video though because we got we've learned. Oh. Fun fact, when we play, play, play those videos on the audio that we put out, it's just uh, silent for a while. So my friend thought our audio just cut out. You mean the audio didn't go through? Mm-mm. So it never goes through? I don't think so. Okay, we get, we have to have a talk with Restream because that is some fucked up shit. I know. Oh, um, people are rereading your book and this makes me so happy. I actually just yesterday gave your book as a... Um, recommendation for someone who is trying to figure out what their queer child should read. I think everybody should read it, not just for queer people, but queer kids will get a kick out of it for sure because I use enough. Also, like, I think the kids find it relatable. A kick out of it? Yeah, they might get a kick out of it. Oh, (laughs) like, clarification, Richard is rereading Dune right now, not my book. So you're sweet, Sarah. (laughs) I thought they were rereading your book because the person before was saying BTK. Okay, which is the name of your book. I don't want to call it that because that's also the name of a serial killer. But your, your BTK? first book is called Bad Theology Kills. Yeah, there's a serial killer called BTK. Who, where? Bind them. Of course bind them you would know about this. I don't, I don't need to know who, who that is or how you know that. Oh, it's because I listen to murder podcasts. I know how my you creepy know that. That's why I don't have to ask. River. Yeah. Because you're... You, you get you you're into different things than I am. I just started listening to one called Are You Ready? Oh God. Park Predators. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Okay, I'm not here to like drag murder podcasts because people like what they like, but at the same time, like I feel like there is a very I'm just interested in what that is now here's something like something like it's it for me this is where like i differentiate like something like serial where it was okay. more about like someone being framed for something and it's like a a, a documentary style but like these these episodes where it's just like we're going to talk about one murder that happened one time and it happened and gave you all the gruesome details and then next week tune in again for another creepy story about some okay. other horrible person who did another horrible can thing. I, can I tell you? I don't watch horror films. I don't watch scary movies at all. The reason that I like certain podcasts, A, they don't go into the gory details, the ones I listen to. But they do talk about like the family and like how they ended up that way. I don't know. It's like a weird sociology, psychiatry. So you listen to it and you're trying to like piece together like you want to know about the psychology of the person who committed the crime. And the family and like how how we got here. And then like I I, there's one that I love called uh, Hometown Dicks, (laughs) which is actually the voice of the girl who – she does all the voices on The Simpsons. So it's Lisa. The Simpsons. Um, she does one where she's actually married to the co one of the co-hosts. Like they 
met doing this podcast, but okay. we're identical twin detectives that only only have worked in small towns. And it's more about the detectives and how they solve the case. That's what's fascinating to me. <laughs> I mean, you can spin that however you like. I just know that your anxiety levels. Like, I was actually walking around with I my know, friend. I... I was walking around with my friend Keith the other night. Um, now, granted, we were tripping a little bit. Uh, but we were walking around the neighborhood. <laughs> And I'm just, uh, you know, when I'm in that space, I am just delighted. I'm happy. I am enjoying every single sound, uh, the the breeze, my breath. And my friend Keith is like, oh, my God, what if that was a dead body? And I'm like, how did your mind go there? <laughs> because I'm just like, that, like that's a pile. That is literally just a pile of dirt. And your your brain went dead body. I have questions. I, yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, I'm living in a very remote area. I, there are no streetlights. And so I have had friends come over almost daily to be like, Sarah, we're like, we're just going to check in. Because you you. live in Just going to check in. But of course, like, (laughs) it's just, it's just so interesting to me, like how other people react to the same stimuli, I suppose, is is my observation. It's weird yes, how we're different, you know what I'm saying? So, so have you heard or did you hear that the new Dune is out? It's I have so heard great good. reviews. I've also heard that it leaves you wanting more, which is great because I think they've already filmed the next one, um, right? You know, I don't know the answer to that question. I thought they filmed it all at once. Uh, I'm pretty Google sure Google they filmed it, right it all now. at once. Find out. Fact check it. Yes, I do. I want you, I want you to. Okay. So tell me why you love Dune. I haven't watched Ooh. it yet. Um, Timothy Chardonnay, right? Well, I Google this. Timothy Chardonnay. Chalamet. 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 I don't know. It's one of those names. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. He's just very pretty to look at. And um, if for no other reason... I and also Jason Momoa. So it's like literally my two fantasies all in one place. Like that's really an incredible feat to get like Oh, Jason Momoa is in it. Yeah, he plays like one of the guardians and like he's like um Tim Tim Timothy Chalamet's uh right-hand man or guardian or soldier person. It's not telling me whether or I'm not sure that they either, they whether or not they recorded them both all i know is that it left you wanting more and they already are answering questions saying don't worry the next i just one need it to go i need you to where you now, to go and i assume it's not going to be out till next year and i'm like mm-hmm. that's that's a lot for me to handle at least um i heard that's how i feel about my tv show the expanse i need more for how and long? there is no more for a while uh, I'm not sure. Like uh, the, it's a huge cast, and so they were having trouble recording during COVID. Well, I hope cast. that you get that show back in your life. Um, Scotty thank coming you. through. They started filming on the nude summer. They start filming. There we in go. Thank you. Release aim of next Christmas. Well, um, can we? Can we talk about I invoiced clients that I'm coaching and the invoice date came back 2022 and I was like, huh? 
like when you're saying summer 2022 that's yeah that's that's this coming summer. up this summer did you know do you remember when we <sighs> i, I mean know. what were you I doing know, it's been a busy summer like it's now we're like i keep thinking like it was i'm just like winding down in my head i'm still winding down from summer and I'm like, nah, you're like smack dab in the middle of, of fall now. And you need to just accept it and start wearing your jeans and just, you know, wear all the jackets. Also, I'm the kind of person who when I wear jackets, they end up all over the mm-hmm. house. It's really. <laughs> your house looks really good oh, right now. Oh, that's just because you you're seeing it? right here, which nothing ever moves right here. Um, but my room is a wreck. But that's no surprise to anyone. But I'm planning on cleaning it. Um, because if I'm going to bring anyone home and be a skank, my room needs to be ready. You know, sometimes you got to set the intention, right? To attract the things you won't. I love it. So why? I mean, you're not really a skank. I mean, I, this is a self-identification. Like I'm okay. Like, yeah. Like a skank is just like, I know that I'm a skank slut whore. Like I'm happy with that. I love myself and I, I, I enjoy myself. <laughs> and I really, um, really and the company of others. I really do. And I also, also, you know what Jackie asked yeah. me? She asked me straight up. So earlier today, um, just highlight of my day, I got to interview Jackie, um, Jack, the Reverend Dr. Jackie Lewis. I almost said Jackie Hill Perry. And I did Who not we both adore. Perry, that's for sure. Um, but Jackie Lewis and I talked and she said, do you have a partner? And I was like, no, she's like, do you want a partner? And I'm like, yes. And if you're trying to set me up, the answer is yes. Um, so she's like, all right, I'll let you know. I'm like, nice. So I I feel like you have to, if Reverend Dr. Lewis set me up with someone, I'd be like, I have to go. Even if I was 0% interested because She's amazing. And I yeah, feel like she would have like a really good eye for that. Her and her partner, like her and her husband have been together how long? Years. Like, yeah. Neither of them have aged, which is amazing. But yeah, yeah they're, they're both shit. incredible people. Um, and they, I mean, well, they actually, really like, I think they've been together a long time, but like probably married for like 15 years. Because I know that they were just dating when she was finishing her PhD up at 45. Only because we had the conversation today, not because I like just know her biography. I maybe should. I mean, do I start a PhD? There's so many questions. You know who wants me to start a PhD? Reverend. I Dr. mean, Lewis. it could be fun. <laughs> but that's all. I mean, I mean, like, here's the thing. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, do. You, and it's, also, I don't just like you don't debt. need a PhD to do the thing you actually. Why do you want to study the thing that you want to do? You know. Like that's like yeah, that's the thing, right? It's the practice over, like just doing the thing. Like that's the. It's really easy for those of us who intellectualize everything to just get stuck there instead of doing the thing and do the thing. I mean, it's also like my friend Keith is currently finishing up his PhD in uh, queer pastoral care, and he has all the practical aspects that go with it. Um, but by virtue of proximity, but by and large, what I find with people who like pursue academia is like. It is truly for the pursuit of knowledge. And that's not a bad thing necessarily. It's just, I think for someone like you, Mm -mm. the pursuit of knowledge is literally not even the fun. 
It's not. I mean, I am a nerd, so I like that stuff, but I also like getting in there, getting involved with my hands. Somebody asked me this week what grounds me. Um, we were talking through, the, both of us are going through a lot of transition and change in our lives. Fall, right, is a reminder that everything changes. And I just got a new hair color. You can't see it because I didn't have a chance to like put it down, but I got a hair color. Like I'll doing all kinds of new stuff. And he asked me in the midst of all this, Sarah, what, what is grounding for you? And I realized really and mm -hmm. truly working with my hands is grounding for me. I feel most me when I am building, creating, you know, and even though I am a very intellectual person, it has to be both in for me. I so like that. there you go. Um, moving on from Dune, moving on from Dune. Okay. So can I tell you, so this is kind of neat and it like went right, right under the radar and I put no, it in I, our notes I heard because I thought it, it was, I was so, like, I heard about it like there was, was like, no poo, -poo yeah. made about it. So you can get your, so as of a couple of days ago, when you get your U.S. passport, you can choose male, female, or other. Like yeah, literally there's a way for you to check for a non neither male marker. nor female, which I think, which is great. And nobody made well, us think about it. It just went through. Do you know the whole story of it? Yes. No, whole, I was hoping you would know. Uh, so I did not know. I read the article. Because but... a former military... Uh, a former military person who is non-binary applied for, like, sued the State Department to get this done. And then also had to sue them again after the court ruled in their favor that they had to do it. And so now that is why uh, policy has changed. And that is because this is what happens when well, you, you... This is called act activism, y'all. Sometimes, very, I mean, it shouldn't have had to come to the point where we had to sue somebody in order to get something but you know mm -hmm. as we go as we go on we remember all the time we have together etc but that's just something to remember like you know sometimes like making a stink about something is absolutely worth it well my friend who is a pastor actually one of the people that I'm um, beginning a coaching relationship with, they were talking about how in a meeting mm -hmm. they have their pronouns, right? He, him. And one of the older people in the congregation was like, why do you have, why do you have he, him? And then he explained why he has his pronouns there. And then without saying anything, their little pronouns popped up on the screen. Cause they were like, well, that makes sense. And he said, there are moments when I just like recognize that the people that I think are going to be the most difficult. Like the, he thought he was like kind of getting into a mm -hmm. tougher conversation than he was getting into. But really the person was like, I just don't understand. And then he, he explained it. He's like, Oh, so someone's name might not, the person actually said someone's name might not actually indicate how mm. they want to be referred to. Like, come on, That's older very, person. Very and stop it. A really easy way to put that. Yeah. And, he, and the pastor was like, yeah, that's exactly right. You've got it right. And I then the little that. person changed that's their That's a delightful time. Are there, were there any other? Yeah. No news story. Anything no else you want to? things. Um, I mean. I mean, the budget thing is pretty rough. I mean, the fact that they're, you know, all this whole thing about childcare stuff. I'm having a really tough time I, with the fact that that's getting cut out. I mean, fuck you, Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema. That's what I have to say. Because literally. It yeah. would like and Joe Manchin, who is the uh, senator for West Virginia. Uh, when I tell you, he is literally he has stock in a coal company. 
that's why he does like it's not in his financial yeah. interest to vote for green energy so- resources and it's just like i'm doing i don't think it's a fa- i'm just like mm-hmm. no just be real you are a fucking capitalist and that's fine but also you're no longer voting in the interest of your people right i just be honest about it i guess is the i think there's <laughs> there is so much to be said about like honesty right there's so much to be said about like getting honest with ourselves i feel like a lot of times no, that is exactly it like white, about, white like, men the... especially delude themselves into thinking that they're the paragons of goodness and that they could never do anything wrong that's what whiteness Ooh, that's yeah. what whiteness gets you that's what yeah. maleness gets you every time i know I... <laughs> this is like the weirdest thing that like connected in my head, but you're welcome. I was thinking the other day, so I went and got my hair cut and she styled my hair and I was actually dressed like cute. Like I had an entire outfit on just cause I was, whenever I get my hair cut, it's kind of like when I travel, I want to look good when I do these things. So people think, Oh, maybe that's how they are in the day to day. I don't know why, but I always like, if I'm going to go get my hair cut, I'm also going to wear an outfit. So I was wearing an outfit, which as we talked about, I've been wearing work clothes. I am walking around like downtown Bend and all of a sudden people are looking at me and like staring at me and whatnot. And I realized, oh, I forgot what it was like to have the male gaze because I've been wearing not the male gaze. You always have the male, male gaze, gaze, but the, gaze, the G-A-Z-E. I do always have the male gaze. Uh, and I forgot because when I'm in my like work clothes and my like, you know, baseball cap and my bean or whatever I'm wearing. Like, I don't think I get as many folks staring at me. I mean, I do get looked at in like the Home Depot, uh, but I feel like there is an interesting thing that you don't recognize what you don't have and or what you have until you don't have it. Does that make sense? So I feel like I mean, well, what, well, then, don't like, recognize their well, privilege. Well, then I would like to ask, like, what do you think that you reckon? What did you lose, or what do you lose by not dressing up? I don't think I lose anything. I think it, I mean, I don't think there's anything. I don't necessarily need the gaze. I need the gaze, but I don't need the gaze. I don't necessarily need to be looked at, mm-hmm. um, but it was just the recognition of, oh, there's something different here. What's the difference? And the difference is, oh, I'm like, I actually have, you know, my hair done. My makeup is on, mm-hmm. you know, I'm wearing cute shoes versus my like work boots. Although I have really cute mm-hmm. work boots. I get complimented on my work boots all the time. But I think there's, how did that make you? Like, yeah, what, what, how did, that's my how question. Like, how feel? did that make you feel to recognize that when you are dressing up in a traditionally feminine uh, style, you know, what did that do for you? Or like, what did that do to you, with you, in you? So interestingly, and I don't think this has always been the case, I felt a bit of power. Yeah. Uh and then also, uh, there were moments when I was like, do I like this? I don't know that I do like it. And then I was there were moments when I was like, I do like this. So what is this? And um, I mean, I think it's like, you know, I think it's, it's the feeling um, the feeling of being like, like I, I, like, I know that when I feel desirable, it's like. There it is. It's really yummy. Like, I like the feeling of feeling desirable is so lovely because who doesn't like that kind of like there it is of feeling sexy of feeling cool of feeling like i could pull something you know if i wanted to like you like uh, that's it's like yeah and maybe it's recognizing it 
in myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like looking in a mirror and being like, oh, because when I'm covered in dirt and wearing all my Carhartt mm-hmm. stuff, I feel tough. I feel strong, but I don't feel desirable necessarily. But that's on me, right? I mean, maybe there is a guy in Home Depot that goes, hey, that that girl can cut, you know, cut logs. <laughs> that's attractive. <laughs> I mean, maybe. But also, I think it's just uh, a matter of recognizing, I mean, A, like no matter what, you're, no matter what one is wearing, you're your worth is not tied up in the, you, whether or not you are desirable, you know, or whether, right. and, and desirable again is a moving target based off of everything exactly. we're taught about stuff. So like, um, and also just like, you know, just like Sarah, like you're a hot, you're a hot lady. So like, <laughs> you know, you've got that, like, also like the, the traditional, like pretty, you're a pretty lady. And so like, I, I always think about it as just like, I know that I'm, I know that I'm hot. I know that I'm sexy and fly as well. Yeah, you are. And it's just a matter of like, I am hot even if I am wearing sweats or if I am in a dress and I'm like turning it out. Um, and I think it's like, a, I, w- I like to generate the feeling of like desiring myself in some way. It's like, it's nice when other people reflect it back at me, but I think it actually starts inside. I think it starts with well, I like know it does. when I am wearing something that I feel good in, whether or not somebody mm-hmm. notices it, it's not going to like give me sh- or whether somebody has like a negative reaction to it either. Like, but like, it does feel like in some ways delicious to, to, you know, to have like, once you have other people recognize what you recognize in yourself. I think there's this, um, reality too, that we have to be honest about when we have grown up within any sort of, uh, purity culture framework at all. Um, those moments of delight in ourselves, those moments, it always was, um, framed as Mm -hmm. selfishness or arrogance or whatever it might be. And so then we begin to feel uncomfortable with our Mm -hmm. own looks, right? I also grew up with parents who are amazing, but they struggle. They they just, for them, um, they didn't love when people were physically com- commenting on my physicality. Like when people would comment on my physicality, that that bothered my parents. I I feel like, um, and that wasn't something they did very often. So I grew mm-hmm. up being so unsure about my own looks and attractiveness. But I think you know a lot of stuff happens, especially for those of us who are white bodied who are cisgendered, we mm-hmm. don't realize the privilege that there is in that. The, the, we don't, right? You don't realize the cognitive reality. And I remember being a young pastor and this woman who was my um, administrative assistant was, I thought, just beautiful. She's in her 50s. And she said, she looked at me one day and she was like, you're so pretty. She's like, you need to know that one day you become invisible. And I looked at her and I was like, what? She's like, yeah, she's like, that was really hard for me as someone who was always so cute to like hit my 50s and all of a sudden I was invisible. And I, that hit yeah, me so hard. Yeah, she projected and it and it became a through, curse right? on like, your mind. I don't mind. think that's necessarily Shit. true. Right. I was like, oh, I don't even know that I want to be mm-hmm. visible. And then I was like, oh, no, no, you do. Like, that's the false narrative that you don't want to be seen. But 
it has always sort of stuck with me that women at some age feel invisible. And I remember asking my mom about it. I said, mom, was there a moment when you felt invisible? My mom's beautiful, you know? Uh, and she said, yeah, there was, I remember going to restaurants and all of a sudden they wouldn't, they don't notice when they seat you, they don't pay as much attention to you. You're not Mm. as powerful in places and spaces. And I thought, oh my God, that's going to happen to me. So I think there's been that fear in me. And so I just found it really fascinating that when I was walking down the street, I didn't even notice I wasn't Mm. being noticed until I was being noticed. Mm. But also I'm in a place where girls are uh, a little bit more sporty spice here for sure. And so me walking around, I just blend in. You know, wearing like Columbia. Yeah. Are you a lesbian like, or are you from Bend, They're ready Oregon? to like hike any mountain at any moment. Well, it's a, that's <laughs> a inspired really by a song my play. friend RB made called Are You a Lesbian or Are You from Michigan? I had a, I overheard two guys who had just traveled to Canada and they're like, dude, did you notice like in Canada, the women were so pretty, but. I don't know how many of them were into us or not. Like most of them look like lesbians and I don't mean mm-hmm. that mean they had cool haircuts. They let like, they look like Deacon and Sarah, but some of them were into us. I just thought they were lesbians. Listen, the world is full <laughs> is of mystery and wonder. Well. I think we should probably, yeah, let's move on. And okay, let's you close had that a question yep. that was going to like take a longer time to answer from last week, right? You can find it. Yes, but I time. don't remember what it was. I got to find it. I've got time. Last week. Didn't you have a question as well? I mean, maybe. Mm -hmm. I think I've got some. Or do you have a new one this week? Guys, we are normally. You got it. Go ahead. Oh, here we go. Uh, Here are all my questions. I took screenshots of them, but I don't see the longer one I had. Did you get it in a DM? Hmm. I did. Do you remember who it was from? Oh, uh, I asked you about this one already. I asked about the, uh-huh. you're the one who had the longer one. I didn't. Uh, I had uh, the one about, can you tell me more about what you two do for self-care? But we've talked about that a yeah, little bit. So you were like, I don't really want to talk about that one. Like I feel like that's the thing I'm always talking about. Um, so I have uh, so do you have, so question do you have any questions or no? I don't because I actually linked them to your page. So you get to Great. be the one driving um, the question. So here's okay. a Halloween related Truck. question. Um, this person asked, "Is it cor- is correcting Ooh, my friends' wait. Halloween historical inaccuracies rude? I mean, are you correct?" <laughs> It's <laughs> the Enneagram eight is like when true. is correcting ever. I think that there's a really? time and a place for everything, but just like I would, if, as long as you're doing it from a place of just like, no, nah, hey, did you know that you're wrong? Like, you just want to like speak truth. Truth will set you free. I think there's also some beautiful moments to be had in having curiosity. Like, oh, where did you hear that? That's interesting. I had heard Unless this. you are an expert. Don't put yourself as an expert. In which case you, necessarily, in, in which case you, are, you can actually you're a Halloween say, expert. Like, no, like I've I've learned. In like, which I, I actually case. know the history of Halloween. Of Samhain. Yeah, of the I witch's like new year. 
I think there is a, there we go. I think there is a time and a place to have that. Um, I would like to take this moment to talk about, are you talking about the historical nature of, Hey, let's like, is there costume historically? Um, no, I think Halloween is historical is? Like, Cause like, here's the deal about American. I mean, the, hol- the holiday, so the holiday itself, itself is built like around a harvest festival. It's, you know, comes from like Celtic traditions. Uh, right. And then was later like, you know, popularized. Um, actually it was like a small town like every single Halloween night had kids who would just vandalize the neighborhoods. And so what they would do in an effort to get them to stop is they threw it just a big party where they would give out candy and people could dress up in costumes. And then it evolved in going to door to door and then it got popularized the whole country over. So it actually, the whole going from house to house and trick or treating thing is a very recent history. And so, um, you know, pumpkins are to, you know, keep away uncleaner, uh, unfriendly spirits. And then you got Dia de los Muertos, which, you know, merged with All Saints Day, which is celebrated on the first and the second. So. All Saints Day is such an important um, moment in the church. And for me, that's something I'm actually going to miss. The year where we are. So All Saints Day in my community, uh, we would have, an altar set up and people could bring photos or something that reminded them of someone that had passed over the last year, whether in our community or not. Uh, and a couple of years ago, someone put a picture of Rachel, uh, held Evans and I on the altar, which was so kind. Um, because I wasn't prepared to be able to honor that passing. And so it was such a gift to see that. And it's, um, I think so much, especially those of us in, church communities, we don't give nope. space for grief. We turn it into, but now they're with Jesus. Like I, the number of posts, and I think it's okay if that's where you're at, where my, you know, so-and-so passed, but now they're with Jesus, which is, you know, we've got lots of theological conversations to have around that. But this idea that we, we want to immediately turn everything mm-hmm. to a sil- silver lining, a day like All Saints Day doesn't let us do that. It lets it makes us pause mm-hmm. in a really good way to say, over the last year we've lost these people and and we feel that we mm-hmm. feel that heavily. What does that mean? Last year All Saints Day was um, powerful and hard, and the realization that we as a people haven't paused to say we've lost a mm-hmm. lot of people. A lot of people have passed on. Yeah, almost uh, three quarters like? of a million. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. So I think there is this, um, there's this ability to be mm-hmm. formed around tradition. And for me, the pause to thank, mm-hmm. to thank my ancestors that I knew. So like every year, so like this year, um, I won't be in a church community, but I will, I'm going to write down the names of mm-hmm. my family members that I've lost and what that's meant to me and um, and also the members of the communities that I've served before mm-hmm. that I've lost. Um, it's helpful to sort of yep. give a space for it. You know? And that's the reason I celebrate Dia de los Muertos too, because like that is why I started doing that because I set up an altar with all of my family members who have passed on, those I've known, those I've not known. And, you know, and like the reason like, you know, in Mexican culture you go and you have like parties in the cemetery with the dead because 
it's mm. like yeah like cry as much as you need to play music you know pray and then also just remember like how i was gonna say there's a connection to ancestry that i think is so important because it makes us realize that it is not i think there is a a, a deep rooted depression or fear we have about life because we aren't rooted to the fact that there are others who have gone before. So it's this idea of like, um, there's a great company of witnesses, Mm -hmm. like a cloud of witnesses, those who have gone before, which makes us recognize that life is cyclical, that there are um, heaths that have happened before and heaths Mm -hmm. that will come after. And there is this this sense of, it it gives us a sense that like, yes, my life is important, but it is not like, I I, I don't know. I think sometimes we, there's this weird balance where when we think we're it and that's it, it, it's overwhelming. Whereas if we understand ourselves as Mm -hmm. part of something bigger, I feel like our choices are, are easier to make and things like that. I don't know. And I think it leads me to my idea of like, I'm a part of the whole of creation. Like the entire earth is the body of God. Yes. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. and remembering that the part, like the part of me that it was going to die, like is uh, there's still a part of me that's going to go on after this. And even if it's just in the memories of the people that I love and who loved me. Yeah. I mean, that's why I lost my shit flying on a plane, watching Coco. Mm-hmm. That's the one. Do you have any weird Halloween traditions? Because I have a weird one. I watch Goonies That's not every weird. year, which is not a ha- Halloween movie. Is. But for me, yeah, it's a Halloween movie. It's a Halloween movie. I watch it every year. I don't have any. Halloween. I mean, like, my family kind of went through the thing where, like, Halloween became evil for a little bit. Like, so, like, we would just go out to, like, a restaurant and a movie and just, like, we just never talked about it. So it was, like, it was so fucking weird, to be honest. It was so annoying like it was just, it was just so annoying because like I didn't get to have a normal childhood like anytime I did go out like I went out one year and I was dressed up like Moses but I literally just looked like a little kid wearing a fake beard <laughs> and wearing a dress I was like are you Jesus no I'm Moses so that's when you decided you wanted to um dress in dresses from a very 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 Young age. I became a drag queen because of Halloween. <laughs> that That is the conservative's biggest fear. I will become a drag queen as a, as, I mean, like tonight's outfit, like I'm so excited. <clears throat> I know. Please. I love when you, well, I, I, you're like the only person that I have like makeup jealousy about like i literally made you bring the camera all the way to your eye and explain to me how you created your eye it's not that hard you gotta start from the bottom just like if i recognize like think about it like a a photoshop layering thing it's just i gotta picture all the layers that i want and then i gotta think okay this one goes on the bottom this one goes Mm -hmm. above that this one goes above that Mm I love it. Um, someone asked a really good question on the side. I don't want us to miss it. I know we're like getting towards the end. This goes so fast for me. Um, oh my gosh, look how cute this little flying thing is. Guys, you do need to watch this on YouTube if you don't get a chance to. How do you go about, semi-related question, how do you go about reclaiming an ancestral 
ancestral spirituality when the last in the family line that participated participated was more than five generations. Well, past. if you know that you're, if you, you just ding start. dong, yeah, if you know that your family practices a certain tradition uh, or came from a certain mm-hmm. tradition, uh, go get it. Mm-hmm. Like that's like that's like for me like. For me, my Mexican heritage is a part of my heritage. Like, I know that I look white. I know that, like, I get all the privileges of looking like a white man, et cetera. And also, I'm white passing, and my dad was Mexican. And so, therefore, that is mm-hmm. part of my heritage. And for me to neglect that, like, when I first started, like, just getting in touch with, like, what did my, what do my people believe? And what is, like, f- like what is, like, f- the folk uh, beliefs? Not even folk belief, but, like, more like in. And don't be surprised when you were. I was going to say, don't be surprised when you're deeply connected oh, yeah. to it. Um, like my, uh, b- someone that both you and I know, uh, Caitlin wrote a book called Native and uh, the traditions for her had left for a while. And then she reclaimed the traditions and it's almost like it's in it's in mm-hmm. you. So don't be surprised when you start practicing the spirituality that might seem kind of foreign or a little bit on the margins for you if it starts to connect at a very deep level because there is something about intergenerational connection to spirituality mm-hmm. that is like I know when I was in England and I was in I went to um, a tiny town in England and I went to a, uh, like a, a chapel um, I had a reaction that can only be described as huh there's something about the rootedness of my mm-hmm. family and my family having existed here for a long, 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 long mm-hmm. time that I feel connected to this place that makes no sense other than it's a generational connection. Mm-hmm. Same thing with my practices as well. It's like as I start getting in touch with what my people believed, I have just gotten to connections like with more and more of them. And it just feels right. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things too of you and I talk about this a lot, um, not just on the show, but together. And sometimes you just kind of got to do yeah, the thing. And if it feels, if it doesn't work, yeah, right. If it doesn't work, that's okay. There's yeah. no shame in that. This just I also to say like, a connecting point for me. For anybody, like there's a couple of different things. When you're exploring spiritual traditions, go with your people. Who is, who are your ancestors? Yeah. What did they believe pre-empire, pre-colonialism? That's what you want to start working mm. for. Because, like, there are Celtic beliefs prior to Christianity. And also, Celtic Christianity is a lot more delicious and mystical than Western Christianity. So, don't be afraid to dig into it, even if it does have a little bit of Christocentric flair in it. But, like, getting in touch with, like, what your people believed and still, like, you know, like, how those beliefs shape and shaped who you are now. You know, you are you are the product of over four thousand ancestors. Uh, uh, what are you barking at? I swear to. God. I think it's transcendent include right. Like it's mm-hmm. be aware. Like, yeah, maybe you don't need to believe in some of the things that, but maybe you do. Maybe it's time mm-hmm. for you to go. How do I look at this and see things a little bit different? How do I, you know, as an example, and it might mean nothing to you guys, but, um, my dear friend had a heart transplant and I was in England or sorry, I was in, um, Israel and my family tradition on my mom's side is Catholic. And so lighting a candle and like really doing tangible practices, um, are are part of our family. So I was just sort of like, how do I, I need to use something tangible. I need my body Mm -hmm. to express what I'm going through. I'm worried for my friend. 
So I took a candle and I went to the slab um, of rock that they claim Jesus's body was um, prepared on. Probably not, but the cool thing is for thousands of years, people have believed that. So whatever has happened, people have believed in healing on this rock. And I had a, a moment where I just connected to a faith mm-hmm. in a way that I have never connected um, for almost anything. And, you know, his surgery went well, but there was more peace because I had done a tangible action with my body to connect myself to that thing. So I think there is this like, yeah, be willing to get outside of your understanding and try something different. And you're going to don't be afraid to get it wrong either. Yeah. And don't, I don't know. Get it wrong on, you know, like, and then also like, don't be afraid to like, I am somebody who loves creating practices and rituals of my own. Like there are no more powerful spells or magic words than the words you speak to yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. well, yeah. I think that's so a good welcome place. to Halloween, welcome friends. To, this is Halloween. Welcome to Ookie Spooky <laughs> season. Um, blessed Scorpios out there. We hope we're out here, gang, mm-hmm. gang. Um, anything you need to plug before we head out for the weekend, Sarah? You know, um, I think that there is this like uh, fun time for us to say: please like, subscribe. And write comments Um, as Kevin and I are getting more consistent with doing this work um, because we're just having a hell of a lot of fun. We want to Uh, have more humans here. And this is a great way to ring in the weekend, I think. I think so, too. I love it. It's so funny. Like, I I love setting this time apart. So uh, we'd love to have you join us every week. If you're available, come hop on, do that. Uh, Also... Yeah, that's what I'll say right now. I'm also coaching, so if people are interested in that. And when you say coaching, what does that mean? Who are the kinds of people that you're working with? I'm mostly currently working with leaders who are going through some sort of transition, whether it be that you're changing changing your job itself. Um, But I'm also working with people who have decided to stay in their job and are wondering how to reclaim their love for it. So currently working with a bunch of clients, got a room for a couple more. So I'd love if that's something you're interested in. Um, I would love to chat with you. I'm also consulting churches as they redo their interiors. So I've got a couple of churches I'm working with right now. That's a lot of fun for me. I love like I've got, you know, color palettes happening. I've got all kinds of stuff. And that's my, I love that. That's my jam. So would love to talk to you more folks about that. And you can reach out to me on any social media platform at Rev Sarah Heath. Um, and what do you got going on? Kevin, you want to share? Um... Uh, Monday night, I'm teaching uh, a workshop with my church called um, What the Actual Hell. And it's part of a series called Un- Unpacking um, Toxic Theology. And I'm literally just talking about how you don't have to be afraid of hell anymore because it's not real. Um, so I'm going to talk about both like theologically how we understand hell, practically what do we do with it, and also just like how we're also living in hell right now. And we could also make it heaven if we wanted to. What the actual hell? I love that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's coming up. That's gonna. You can find that on my link tree on, anywhere. Uh, I am gonna go get start getting ready. I feel like I'm really gonna take my time with my makeup and enjoy. Oh, I can't smoking wait. a J whilst I do that. You know what I'm saying? You know, I want pictures before and after, so I cannot wait. I'm headed before to Goodwill. Before what? Um, and Solvay- this, here it is. Here's before. 
Here's before. Not before. Just put the makeup so, on. So before, so before I go out versus after I go out when I look busted. I like both. <laughs> All right. Everyone, um, thank you. Hey, we love you. Thanks for tuning We're in. proud of you. Have a safe. Yes, have a safe Halloween weekend. Have a safe weekend, whatever that looks yeah. like. Uh, try a new practice. Yeah. Or try an old practice. Or just practice <sighs> anything. I like it. Practice anything. Practice. We love you. Okay. Drink your water. Uh, uh, ah. I'm sorry. Bye. Bye.